Did you? I, like, well, I mean, I don't even know when it came out, but I remember reading it because when we, and I think I'd read it a second time because I got a notification from the author about them, like from AO3 about the like sequel to the after. Because that's out right now, but it's a, it's a whip. And I'm like, wait, why am I getting this notification? And I, and I went to, I'm like, oh yeah, I've read this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I like reread it like a while ago. And I'm like, okay, but I haven't started the sequel, which actually I don't remember okay. what it's called. I also got the notification for the sequel and I started it. And then either I had too many things going on or I would like to give myself credit and say I consciously decided that I would wait until after I'd read the after, but I don't think that I did that. I think yeah. I just lost it. You know, <laughs> like I think I just accidentally closed the tab or something. Too many tabs. Oops. So yeah. many tabs. Um, it's, it's called the after mimic. Oh, mimic. That's right. Okay. And it's something about them going some post apocalyptic. I can't remember what their summary is, but yeah, it sounded interesting. It says nearly two years have passed since Dana Scully found Fox Mulder and saved the world from catastrophic life-threatening weather events Mm -hmm. during what is supposed to be a nice trip to a neighboring town. Our dynamic duo stepped into a post-apocalyptic missing persons case that does sound cool yeah Mm -hmm. that does i think i will definitely hit that at some point but i wonder i wonder if um blinded by white light is more not i don't want to say i don't want to say popular but like talked about more because it's less apocalyptic yeah in a sense you know what i mean it's more it's more it's softer it's more palatable yeah you know there's I don't believe there's any murders <laughs> like this. <laughs> and just the, yeah. environment, the environment as well, like the world, even yes. though it's, well, it's know, idyllic. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. I mean, yeah. they have model cities and mm-hmm. there's hardly any crime. And yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So complete opposite of the dark. Uh, Pretty hour. much. <laughs> but it's actually, it's kind of cool that we have like, this is kind of a cool spectrum of, all the different post-apocalypse type of pieces because mm-hmm. there really is a range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the really, really dark and gritty and miserable. And then there's the, okay, yeah, there's been an alien invasion and everything's crazy and different, but like there's still, life is still okay and people are still living somewhat normal lives. And so, yeah, it's just Those who weren't wiped of off. The, yeah, the the 10, the was it ten percent or something? Like something only ten like percent survived. Yeah, or, uh, I should know. I recorded it. <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> but I feel like I started recording it in the spring, and then five million things happened. So I think it's mentioned towards the beginning, and then yeah, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Pretty much. I will say, I, you know, that's a great point about having like this whole spectrum of post-apocalyptic worlds and and stories i have to say i kind of like the darkness of the after i you know, darkest timeline blah 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 yeah. i really yeah. like how dark and kind of twisted and dangerous it is and 
it kind of reminded me of the stand. I don't know if you guys have seen, I've never read it. It's very long. Um, but the, I've seen both of the mini series of the stand by Stephen King and it's just like dangerous and dark and twisted and you don't know who to trust. And yeah, it really reminded me of that. Yes. Yeah. That aspect of the after was really scary to me. Yeah. It's like the walking dead without zombies really like, Oh, that's interesting too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when I first, cause I've, I've heard of the stand. I haven't read it either. And I also have, I haven't seen any of them, but they're on like my to watch list or whatever. They're good. But, yeah. They're I heard they're really good. Yeah. Um, both of them. But, um, when I first read this, cause I watched the walking dead, I, it reminded me of the, the walking dead without the whole zombie, type thing. <laughs> you know, if like, you know, electricity was gone, this was gone, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, like you said, lawlessness and like, you know, who's in charge, who does this, who, you know, every man for themselves really. Yes. You know? I was just about to say that same thing. It's mm-hmm. like, everyone's literally grasping at whatever they can to survive mm-hmm. and at whatever expense. And there's a remark from Scully in the after that she says she feels badly because she's killed X number of people. And um that but that's just like what you have to do to survive nobody mm-hmm. wants to do that but that's the only way it's kill or be killed right so yeah that's that's pretty seriously dark and have we really covered like there's all different kinds of darkness but this particular type of darkness where you know the world is falling apart and it's just you know kind of mayhem everywhere i don't think we've really covered this particular type I don't think mm-hmm. we have. No, I think we deal a lot of with like personal darkness yeah. for Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Um, whether it's cancer or slash other or character death. There's also that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not not anything on this scale, which mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's good. I I like that kind of stuff personally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me just do a quick intro because I, I feel like this is what we do. We're like, oh, did you like it? And then I know, we, we just dive yeah, in. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's start. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Darkest Timeline. I am joined today by Dina. Hi, Dina. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> and Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hello. And I, I'm kind of sad because Kristen is taking some time off. So she's not joining us this season. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully maybe next season, she'll be back with us if, if she wants, no pressure. Today, we are discussing The After by Pieces of Scully. And that one is rated explicit at just about 35K. I think it's like just under 35,000 words. And so... This story finds us in a post-apocalyptic world where Scully is in search of Mulder. They got separated right before things kind of went to shit. And it's a dangerous place with scarce resources and no one can be trusted. In her search for Mulder, Scully thinks she may have found the cause for something that is called the wash, uh, which is basically like this constant downpour of rain and bleakness and um, seasons are yeah swapped and yeah seasons are like all out of whack and she thinks that it may be human made and also we we find out if Mulder slept with Becky did he sleep with Becky I don't know <laughs> the second they mentioned Becky I'm like 
who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Tell it's me like, more about and, this. And so was Scully. <laughs> is, it the, is it the Beyonce song, Becky with the long hair or whatever? That the line? I can't Becky with now. the good hair? Oh, with the good hair, not long hair, good hair. Yeah. Well, in this um, story, didn't she have red hair? Yep. She did, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they've been separated for a while. He needed a Scully stand in. <laughs> yeah. Becky, I mean, Becky uh, with the good hair. <laughs> Becky with the appropriately colored hair. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, so we start off in Iowa and Scully just kind of like walking around and in search of people and life and Mulder and vitamin D pills, mm-hmm. which I thought, I thought that was a really nice touch. Cause I'm like, yeah, no with sun. all this, yeah, no sun, you need the vitamin D, right? Otherwise I I've had a vitamin D deficiency and like, it was that's bad. So I got really sick. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's actually very true. And, and it starts off like straight up dark. <laughs> like you, you, you know, it's just the story of, of her coming across the, um, the woman that was, I think stabbed or she was bleeding and dying. Mm-hmm. And that's how she has the good hiking boots right now. Yeah. You know, and she's, it, it, it like takes everything in Like she's a doctor, right? So like her first probably instinct would be to save and help and whatever but you got to survive so at that point it's like you got to let them die and take whatever you can from them right and it, it's it's um yeah it starts off straight up dark there's no sugarcoating the what type of world she's living in and that everyone is living in in the story right now right right and it also says how the so there were earthquakes and then that led to tsunamis and it wiped out like basically the entire eastern seaboard here Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't know what happened to her brothers or her mom. So it's really bleak. Yeah. <laughs> like every bad thing that could happen seems like it's happened. Right. Right. And then she and Mulder got separated right before I, I kind of like touched on this earlier, but like right before this happened, he had to go. He was meeting, meeting an informant. An informant. That's what it was. Yes. And she was a little miffed actually she was like where are you going because he I think he like kissed her forehead or he tucked her hair behind her ear and she was like whenever you do that it means one of two things <laughs> and I forget what the second one was but one of them is that like he's gonna ditch her so the other one knew- was if she was hurt or like in mm-hmm. oh, like she's emotionally or physically or-, or something yeah that was really That's sweet right. actually that was kind of sweet but I felt bad for her because she she knew straight away she was getting ditched but she was like okay fine do what you gotta do <laughs> please be safe. But then that was the last time they saw each other. So Scully is like hiking through this world and she ends up at this bar. No, it's, it's, um, a hotel. I'm sorry. She ends up at a hotel, right? A Hampton Inn. It's (laughs) a Hampton Inn. And which is like a little bit apocalyptic anyway, (laughs) (laughs) pre-apocalypse apocalyptic. (laughs) there are some nice ones I feel like when we drove down to Florida like the first there's a lot of running upstairs the first <laughs> summer that there was COVID I feel like we stayed at the Hampton Inn and it was actually kind of nice so really oh that's great I think so <laughs> yeah I, I don't remember I mean, but now this one was not nice in the story it was, <laughs> on when that, that Hampton Inn was made and built probably <laughs> 
it was, I think it was a brand new one. Anyway, anyway, not, not about my travels. Yeah. So at this place, you know, she's looking for a place to put her head down a dry place. Um, and it's just like one bad character after another, like, my God, there are no nice people left in the world and you're just fending for yourself and everyone's kind of like a sleazy. It almost reminded me of like, um, a Western, like brothel tavern yes combination yes. thing you know that's exactly like, yes the bar and like you pay with it you pay for stuff however you can pay for stuff right. whether it's your body or you know batteries or pills or right. you know food or I mean you're wanting food but you know stuff like that because cash means nothing now right so right um yeah it really did remind me almost of like a western you know you always see it like the brothel girls coming out and whatever and that kind of stuff and right and she was yeah. asked if she wants to pay by the hour and she goes by the night yeah <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm here to sleep for the yeah. whole night um and that's where we first hear the mention of Becky because she's walking around with a picture of Mulder and she's asking basically everyone she sees have you seen this man have you seen this man and she comes across um a woman at this Hampton Inn slash tavern who says "Ah, you know what maybe he looks kind of familiar and so she probes and she actually gets some information and it seems like that he had been there at some point in the past and spent some time there and spent some time with people there and I guess somehow she happens to mention that he what made friends with (laughs) Becky or spent time with Becky (laughs) So yeah, so I think at that point, Scully just files that information away and then she's going to go rest. But then what happens? She she decides to leave, but I think, is that because um, maybe she just thinks about, oh, then he must have been here, so he must be nearby, so I've got to find him. So she just decides to leave, right? Yeah, and, and there's also somewhere, someone there that like resembles Mulder she's like oh if if looks almost exactly like Mulder which I was a little confused by like I, I yeah I didn't know if that people. was supposed to be a misdirect or if that yeah. was like if we were supposed to maybe think that was him but like ultimately clearly it wasn't right um, he was one of the goons who yeah that later. was trying to like mug her get her yeah in the beginning everything like I just felt so scared for Scully because she's so diminutive and Mm -hmm. no one has or she the only weapon she has is is a knife not that that's nothing but you know it's she's just so much smaller than all of these people that I was afraid for her because Mm -hmm. it just feels like she has no protection Um, and people clearly are ruthless you know they don't care about anything but themselves and when it's her and Mulder, like, I know she's a badass because she is, she's Scully, but when it's her and Mulder, you're like, okay, she has backup. They, they're watching out for each other, but when it's just her, and then I think of myself like, okay, I'm a woman and imagine myself walking through these like dangerous times and with only a knife to defend myself. No, thanks. Yeah. Because someone wants my vitamin D or whatever. And I, I need to like stab them. Oh yeah. She wanted to check out. And the guy was like, okay, that'll be an extra fee. Which I didn't understand. A checkout fee. Like, obviously he doesn't care if it makes sense because he's just a bully. 
he's just, he's just being trying jerk. Yeah, yeah he's just being a total mm-hmm. dick but it was strange that he thought that that was fair somehow yeah. because i mean she could have left and he wouldn't have even known yeah so why is he charging her for her to leave i mean if i go stay at a hotel today and i leave early no one cares right he got his payments already so what does it matter yeah what does it matter so that was bullshit but maybe that was just to kind of illustrate that he was just yeah you know really a bully but he obviously was very dangerous and it seemed like i I don't know what he was gonna do Mm -hmm. you know clearly he had no qualms about assaulting her um, and who knows where it would have gone if she hadn't you know attacked him now i have questions who do we see playing that guy what's his name not Joe. Joe is the one who looks like Mulder. Bobby. Bobby. Okay. Who do we see playing Bobby? Oh man. I have no idea, but he, like the way he's described, it's pretty distinctive. Like he's really big and burly and he, ha- mm-hmm. he has like a long dark beard or like long scraggly yeah. hair. Yeah. 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 Um, and I have no idea. You'd need like some weird character actor who's like really good at mm-hmm. just being looking creepy yeah 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 i don't have anybody in mind in particular yeah but that's still like tough like Mm -hmm. not just creepy because creepy is easier than being like tough and creepy yeah Yeah, he needs to be like really physically intimidating Mm -hmm. and creepy yeah yeah i i don't have anyone in mind but i was wondering if you guys did because i always ask that question like who could who could play this one in a movie if we, if yes, we had a movie I like thinking this. that and I I can't come up with anybody for this guy but uh-huh. I just know he's scary yeah what about Becky do we have any ideas for Becky I mean not Becky- really and we we didn't really get to know her no like we didn't learn anything about her personality or anything mm-hmm. so she's just sort of a picture almost or a yeah image it's like the um the proof fake as if it if it was scully with like bigger boobs and like longer (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh man yeah (laughs) you know forgot about that i kind of pictured someone more like upbeat and ditzy but scully-ish like almost like an amy adams with does she she have red hair yeah or an isla Um, fisher isla fisher she had yeah kind of like see that just kind of like see either of them. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Okay, let's yeah. talk. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> okay. Sure. Also, the irony that Mulder's at a Motel Six, <laughs> and then she's at a Hampton Inn. He's at a Motel Six. Yeah, this just seems appropriate, doesn't just, it? These yeah. are the end times, people. Okay, <laughs> there are no more Hiltons. Okay, sorry. Oh my goodness, man! High standards over here. <laughs> Although it was nice, not nice, but like where, when she finds out he's at a Motel 6 and she's like, oh, it reminds her of like, what did it say? Um, the uh, Just like the lifetime before when they had spent their nights chasing monsters and a shadow government. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Little memory. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of when they're driving around in that truck and they're holding hands. And that also kind of rem- reminds her of the before times when... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They would just drive around the little, snap, the, the little snapshots of like before, like the very first one that we see of them as like a couple, uh, where you know she's washing the dishes and and he invited her over for like a dinner, you know, a dinner date at home, yeah. and she's like, it's so like corny or whatever, and 
and like him just coming up you know behind her and just normal like relationship stuff you're like fuck we didn't even see any of that in real life yeah (laughs) you know in the show like just a little little throwaway moment like it doesn't have to be you know but it was it was so sweet and showed almost like the comfort that they were in you know with each other it was very there were some sweet moments yeah like little little bursts of like lightness which I think helped Mm -hmm. because I think Mm -hmm. fully just being immersed in this you know world it's not uh, super dark (laughs) yeah you need some way to cope and some way to escape it Mm -hmm. and I guess you do that with your memories of the good times yeah so here's a question Mm -hmm. um I mean obviously those little moments and those memories are kind of getting her through and she really only has one objective right now and that's to find Mulder and of course we think well we don't even we don't even consider why because of course she has to find Mulder like you don't even need to ask why but then she finds him and the first thing she does is punch the shit out of him. Yeah. Which caught me by surprise. I read it and then I was like, oh, I'm tired. Let me read that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, okay, that happened. All right. And then it turns out that she's, I mean, obviously, I guess she's happy to, to have found him, but she's also enraged at him for leaving and maybe this is just a manifestation of all the stress and trauma that she's undergone true that her first impulse is to hit him instead of like hugging him or you know yeah (laughs) any of the normal things you would do if he had just stayed none of this would have happened well not none of this but you know they would have been together through all presumably presumably and so it got me thinking okay well then you know, she was on this quest to find him. She found him so that she could, you know, <laughs> yell at him and be Punch mad him. at him and <laughs> make sure that he knows how angry she is. But then after that, she's like, okay, well, I got to go to Winnipeg because I need to save the world. And he's like, okay, well, we'll go together. And she's like, well, you don't have to come. Of course, he ends up coming and, you know, they're a team. And he says something to the effect of like, I'll never leave you again. Um, so credit to him for that. He learned his <laughs> lesson. But it made finally. me wonder. Finally, God. It made me wonder though. So she searched and searched and searched for him for two years at great risk to herself, presumably, because she probably could have just holed up somewhere and been safe. But instead she like ventured out into the world and took all of the danger to go find him. And she found him and now she's going to leave him again. So I was wondering, yeah. like, what was the point of going to find him then? You know, why, why didn't she just go straight to Canada, straight to Winnipeg with the information that she has and all of her theories? And of course, that, that wouldn't be as fun because we want her to be with Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, it was just a little surprising to me that she said, you know, OK, well, I'm going I'm going to do this. And she anticipated doing it alone. And when he said he would come along, she's like, OK, well, if you know, you don't have to come. Mm-hmm. It just surprised me a little what do you make of that Dina I'm trying to figure it out I mean it is a good point yeah but I guess maybe maybe it's still the pull of like at least she's tried you know she's still she's still heading towards her end goal right and her Mm -hmm. end location and 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 trying to solve it and fix it and everything so she like that's still her her end game and then she's like okay well if I venture off a little bit along the way at, at least I'm still trying, right? At least there's potential to still 
find him or even find out what happened to him so that then she could just you know say she finds out he's dead or whatever and then she can just go but I I feel like not trying was never or would never be a possibility or no an option I wonder if it's also just her almost her subconscious I mean she's just wired to seek him Mm -hmm. she can't not look for him and vice versa and vice versa yeah so I wonder if you know yes her ultimate goal is to go save the world Mm -hmm. but she can't not look for him on the way Mm -hmm. I took her saying no now that you brought this up um and I've thought about it I took her saying no you don't have to come as her almost saying I'm fine everything's fine yeah we're like okay I found you you're alive I'm gonna go you don't have to come just kind of being brave uh mm-hmm. for her maybe for her own ego I'm not sure but that's a really good point it doesn't mean that she didn't want him to come sure. she just didn't want him to feel obligated well and but- I forget now so what when this started do we know like how long they were technically a couple for I can't remember if it's I don't know that it was yeah I I don't feel like it was super precise Mm -mm. I mean Uh, clearly it's not like you know years and years in the future after the show and like I don't feel mm -mm. it's that far uh, ahead like if they're still like dating, like and having like dinner date nights at his place or her place or whatever, right? So I'm wondering if also her giving him the option of not coming is also her saying, hmm. you know, oh sure, we were partners and we were dating towards the end, like you know, in a relationship, whatever, a couple. Um, but I don't know if you still feel that way. And you know, who's kind of Becky? the season eight deal where Becky like Becky with the other red hair? No. <laughs> You know, like maybe you have moved on. It's okay. You don't, don't feel obligated. Like you need to come. Right. So I feel mm-hmm. like it, I feel, I think I took it more that way. Like okay. the, the obligation isn't there. You know, I'm not expecting you to want to come with me. Interesting. Even though that could be. probably deep down, she's probably like, I want you there. <laughs> yeah. Because she did hesitate to say lovers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that being the case. Yeah. And I don't know that it, it wasn't like articulated but I got the impression that where they were in their relationship was I mean they had maybe been a couple for like a few months maybe six Mm -hmm. months to a year like it was definitely newer it wasn't brand Mm -hmm. brand new but it was newer so you could see you know after something like this happening that she's maybe questioning what they are after all right they were comfortable but it wasn't I want to believe comfortable Mm mm-hmm Right. Interesting. Okay. I like this. I like this. Yeah. So she's trying to like gauge where he's at in this, like, Hey, are we still a thing? Mm -hmm. Is it, are we together? I also really like how, yes, she was understandably hurt and upset by what happened with Becky, but she also got over it really fast. She like went through that. Okay. I'm really hurt. And oh my God. And I'm so mad and I can't believe it. And then she's like, but we weren't together. And you know, we, we didn't know if we'd find each other again. And she, she had like real mature thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. But I did, oh. I, I did really thoroughly enjoy how pissed she got <laughs> like in a way she didn't really have any grounds to be mad. I mean, 
I'm not saying that I wouldn't be mad or that she shouldn't be mad, but like, if you could ever defend something like that, it's now because they didn't know if they would ever see each other again. They probably had every reason to assume they would never see each other again. There's literally nothing good in the world. Like if you need one little bit of creature comfort, you could hardly be judged for that, you know? So if, if you could ever get away with it, I think now is the time. So it's just, I found it really funny that she just flew off the handle about that. But it was, it was nice that he was like, well, it was just one time and it didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. I can totally believe that he found this woman who kind of looks like Scully. Mm-hmm. They slept together once. And then he kept calling her and being like, Hey, you want to talk? Yep. I can so see that. <laughs> that. Oh man. Yeah. Like the, the phone sex operator, right. Where, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure he gets something from that, but I, I bet he also does a lot of just talking to these women. Yes. So I can totally, I, I think that's very in keeping with the character. And then man, these, these bad guys are like really good at hunting them down. I mean, they cannot go anywhere. Yeah. Without being found. And I thought for sure once she got to Mulder's motel that they would like at least be there for a little while and they could just kind of take a breather. Mm-hmm. But no. Well, I mean like, she they were did like, ruthless, yeah. Yeah. Relentless. Almost kill him? No, did she kill him? The, she didn't uh, kill him no. yet. Yeah. Or, okay, at the Hampton didn't, Inn. Yeah. Right, they, she stabbed she, him in the leg. Yeah. yeah I think she just so, maimed him. Yeah. Which I mean. At that point, I'm like, oh, for sure, they're gonna go after them. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's so scary, though. Like, just imagine having this gang of outlaws after you, and there's not a damn thing you can do. Like, mm-hmm. all you can do is hide, basically. Mm-hmm. That's so scary. There's no police to call. There's nothing. You can never really be safe. That was the scariest part for me. Yeah. Unless of course, like not them. having food and medicine and running water, you know, that is also scary. But um the antibiotics thing, man. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Oh, yeah. And and I did not see that coming. Like they faced all these obstacles, but then I didn't see it coming that she was gonna actually get sick. And then, you know, there's no medicine, there's no treatment really. Mm-hmm. You think of like all the ear infections and sinus infections that you and your kids have had. Yeah. Like, oh my God, every single one of these could have killed me. Yes. Would we even be alive? I think about this all the time. Every time one of my kids gets sick or needs antibiotics, I'm like, thank God we live now. Thank God. I know. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's scary. It was, it was legitimately scary in like a way that was I don't want to say maybe palpable but just like very relatable where like yeah you need antibiotics you need medicine yes Um, you need vaccines you don't want to be around all these germy people you know oh go ahead finish I'm just envisioning you know it's constantly dark and like cold and pouring outside so people when they do gather they're like gathering inside and like sanitation obviously is just not a thing um so yeah, it's just a recipe for, you know, all kinds of plagues and stuff to spread. And I feel like maybe this is, I know you were going to say something, Dina. No, um, no, no, finish. But I, I feel like this is maybe more heightened, more on our minds now, the sanitation and the vaccines and just health in general with COVID. Cause I believe this was written, at least it was oh, started yeah. in 2018. Yeah. 
um, it, oh, 2017 and was yeah. completed in 2018 and COVID was not a thing. Now I'm just like you, I'm like, oh my God, these fucking yes. sick people, We're get them away from Scully. <laughs> We're reading it through the lens of the plague that we've gone through. And yeah. yeah. So that was in addition to all of the other hazards, there was the germ situation yeah. that I was thinking about. And, and I think it talks about how Scully was like, trying to I don't know if take care of is the right word but she was keeping um, a woman company who had the flu and she I think ended up I forget did she end up passing away and Scully was really sad yeah um, Yeah. about that and it's like yeah things like that when you don't have hospitals and you don't have medicine you know that's a very real danger that is so true yeah unfortunately I'm sorry Dina what were you gonna say uh what I was gonna say before um when you think of, of not having like the medicine and this and that and everything, like way back before it was ever invented, we didn't know any better. Yeah. So I think, I think that's right. I think the, the, the aspect of, you know, like say it happened now, say the after, you know, happened now, the wash happened now we're all used to, you know, technology and this and that and yada, 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 everything being at our fingertips whenever we wanted it. Um, and now it's like tough to find anything that you might need. So I think that also brings out the the desperation and the, the that alters the links that you would go to. Because in normal times like now, you wouldn't go and stab someone to steal their boots or something. You know what I mean? That's what you think. I mean, that is true. That is. I really I'm... like your boots. <laughs> what kind of boots? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that also is what also makes it a bit like scarier read, not scarier, but like reading it now, right? You're like, oh yeah, like what links would I go to? personally right now to like you know make sure my family stays safe and fed and you know alive and healthy and whatever and I'm sure if you actually deep down think about it you'd probably be scared at the lengths that you would go to right it really adds to the devastation when you know there's a solution for your problem Mm -hmm. like antibiotics Mm -hmm. or whatever medical treatment and yet you can't get it because to your point, you know, before we had modern medicine, it was just the way it was. Yeah. And it sucked, but you didn't even think there was an alternative. But no. now it's like, I shouldn't die from, you know, a minor infection. I shouldn't die from, you know, a sort of everyday illness. And yet mm-hmm. it's happening all the time. So that makes it doubly tragic. Like it's not all tragic enough. <laughs> What did you think of this being kind of like a man-made apocalypse? This wasn't aliens that came to wreak havoc on our universe or whatever on our on our planet. This was something that humans did. Did you guys like that? Did it work for the story for the X-Files world? I like that it was not your normal alien invasion apocalypse and post-apocalyptic apocalyptic mm-hmm. world. And it also still fits in with the X-Files like universe too, because a lot of the stuff is man controlled instead of man-made. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was always that aspect of, you know, the consortium or consortium, I don't know however you pronounce it, um, you know, kind of hovering above everything else and kind of, you know, the whole B thing and from the movie and um yeah. Uh, you know, spreading the virus that way, right? Like that's technically kind of man-made too. So like both types of apocalyptic worlds fit in this universe. And I liked reading one that wasn't based on 
the aliens and the aliens taking over. I really liked, I thought it was a super creative twist to it. Mm -hmm. And if it's a man created disaster, then maybe humans can solve it more Mm -hmm. easily. You know, if it's something that people did, then maybe people can fix it. Um, Although not necessarily, but you know, in this case, it seems like that was what ended up happening. Um, So yeah, I really liked that. I thought that was a really creative way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Honestly, I was very surprised by it. I definitely didn't either. I definitely thought it was going to be aliens. And then when it happened, I was like, I guess that does make sense because of, um, you know, like from the, even from the second episode of the show, there was always some sort of like military operation going on. And even if that had to do with aliens and this didn't, Mm -hmm. I still thought it fit really well. So I think you, yeah, you had said that Dina. So I thought it was really cool and very like inventive. I had never read anything like that before Mm -hmm. in a fic. And it's also extra scary because just the thought of natural disasters. I mean, I think that it's human nature to be afraid of natural disasters True, and we're all sort of subject to one type or another. You mean based on where we live? Based on where, yeah. Unless you're some asshole that lives where there's absolutely no threats. And if you do, then I hate you. But, um, you know. (laughs) I think I read that of all the states anyway, I didn't look in the world. Arizona was like the safest in terms of natural disasters. I don't think that's good. No, know. if that's true. And I don't know if it's based on science, but I remember like Googling it best place to live to avoid. <laughs> I have always wondered that. I mean, okay. They don't have any volcanoes or tsunamis. So that would make sense. I guess they don't get like, they're not in tornado alley. They don't get hurricanes. So yeah. I mean, Earthquakes, right. They're yeah. not on a fault line. They're mm-hmm. not on any fault lines. They maybe could possibly feel an earthquake that's coming from california mm-hmm. but i don't know but yeah okay so Arizona do they get is, monsoons they do but know. like i don't know if they're bad enough to cause you know crazy flash flooding okay. or or what but I, I will buy that all right arizona people <laughs> all right <laughs> but yeah anyway so it's, totally it's sidetracked just, i'm sorry it's such human nature to be afraid of severe weather and natural disasters. And so this is sort of playing into that fear. Yeah. Yeah. The true things, the things that can really happen, like kind of Donnie Castor and the serial killers. That's the really scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Everything else is just fantasy. Yeah. Um, did you find the resolution good? You did, was it satisfying for the story? I was surprised because I was just prepared for her to die. (laughs) So when she lived, I was like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) I mean, everything else was like just pretty bleak. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of prepared for the worst, but then I was pleasantly surprised when, you know, it turned out okay. And then I liked the ending because it's sort of, well, I guess there was a bit of foreshadowing earlier in the story where they were at, I think the first cabin that they came to in the woods when they ran, they were running from mm-hmm. the, the bad guys. <laughs> and she had that vision of Mulder outside, like chopping wood or something like that. Oh, yeah. The wind was blowing and the sun was shining and she felt at peace. And so that kind of in a way foreshadowed the ending of it. And I, I thought it was a nice ending and it definitely makes me curious to read the sequel. Mm-hmm because I'm curious where they go from there. Yeah. 
I might read, you know what? I might read both of the sequels. Um, I, I guess technically for Blinded by White Light, it's a prequel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Maybe that's true. I'll, Didn't we talk about doing that one day? We did. Mm-hmm. I think we should. Okay. Let's see how dark they are. Maybe maybe they're too that happy. One, that one was dark. Well, <laughs> the, the Blinded by White Light one was a bit dark-ish. The uh, open to white the prequel I don't know I can't remember what it's called yeah that one is dark because it's it's how they became what they are not what they are but you know what I mean the whole process of forgetting that would be pretty yeah yeah pretty bad yeah yeah we should definitely hit those it was it was definitely um I remember that one yeah all right I'm down yeah like (laughs) patty pieces of scully you gotta finish yours so we can read it okay <laughs> um Dina what did you think of the ending was it satisfying for you um I'm trying to remember it now hold on yeah so while basically, you're remembering it so basically Scully like blacks out and she's she like wakes up a little bit realizes she's in a car and they're driving mm-hmm. um and when she wakes up essentially Mulder's like yeah you did it you saved the world Scully uh, based on your notes, they made it to Canada. They did what mm. they needed to do. And like the sun was shining and she was shocked. Yeah. I thought it was a great ending. And yeah. before the ending, there was one last piece that I should have covered before, but I thought it was particularly scary. It was, um, when they stopped at a house and it was like, uh, I think it had belonged to a family that of course was long gone. Wait, was this mm. where? They woke up and they saw like the black paint on the wall and she was like, that wasn't there last night. I think so. Yeah. Um, that creeped me the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> that was so scary. I don't know why, yeah. just the notion, although I didn't t- fully understand how they did that, how the bad guys had come in to do that or even why they would do that, but it just was creepy. Mm-hmm. To me, it was like something straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> Knowing that someone was there while you slept mm-hmm. is really scary. And I, once I'm asleep, I sleep like the dead, like bombs could be going off and it wouldn't wake me up. <laughs> so someone could come into my house and do that. And I'd just sleep right through it. So yeah, it's scary. It's a scary thought. I get that it. That's a really eerie thought. So yeah, that really unnerved me. So I was already on edge and then you know, Skelly got sick and I was like, well, she's going to die. <laughs> so I actually expected her to die as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that she didn't. Yeah. Um, definitely glad she didn't. Any last thoughts on this one before we do our scale of, uh, what is it? Wasteland to Heart's Desire. <laughs> I always forget about the scale. Oh, the scale. I don't have any final thoughts. I liked it. I would recommend it um, Mm -hmm. to anybody who likes this genre. Um, And I'm glad I read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely different than, because usually, you know, most thick isn't as like violent and, you know, like, and. Yeah. Yeah. This was definitely more. And it's, it's human, it's human, like human violence, but you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's not like monsters or your your Mm -hmm. aliens or whatever it's it's people at their worst and Mm -hmm. at their lowest and like I said kind of um doing whatever they need to do to survive and live another day and see another day and you know whatever so it it has a different punch in the sense of like of darkness 
um it's like you said it's not like the relationship darkness that we normally cover on here it's uh-huh. more the the situational and yes. and, and life darkness uh, which I like, I did, I liked it. I remember, like I said, I, I remember when I first read it and I was like, oh yeah, this is good. Cause I was never really into the like apocalyptic post, mm-hmm. you know, cause most of it was invasion stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're like, okay, what else can the aliens do? You know, what else, <laughs> what else can be covered, but what, what else would they do and whatever. And um, so unless there was like a good storyline behind the, the, you know, takeover in a sense, I, this wasn't really my genre, but I, I I don't even remember how I fell across this thick way back when. And yeah, it's I, I've enjoyed it each time I've read it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I just want to say that it has more aspects of like a horror mm-hmm. story than yes. um, like science. Well, a little bit science fiction. Like, could we do that to our weather? God, I hope not. Mm-hmm. God, I hope not. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, how dark it was. Lynn, what what would you rate this? I, gosh, I would go with probably an eight. Dina, it, it's hard to rate because it's like for the darkness, like it's dark. It's it's super mm-hmm. dark. But the whole storyline as a whole is really good. So I would I would do the same, like eight eight and a half. Like it's, yeah, yeah, hi, wow. yeah. Yeah, I'd probably do like seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Do I seven and a half or do I want to go higher? I don't know. <laughs> Cause I really, okay. I will, you know what? The one thing I didn't say that it kind of bugged me. I like the story. I don't like that at a certain point, Scully passes out and like, I get that she's sick and it all makes sense. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing out of place, but it was just a personal preference. Um, so on the one hand, I really like that she helped save the world and it was her brain and her science and her notes that did it. So she 100% saved the world. And I love that, but I didn't like that. She was unconscious for it. That she passed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the one thing where I'm like, Oh, I wish she'd been awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a shame that she missed yeah. basically the best part, but I guess at least she lived to see the fruits of her effort. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, yeah. <laughs> she yes. had died. She wouldn't have even known. Yeah. yeah. And she's still badass Scully. She's like kicking butt left and right. Um, but yeah, just that one thing where I'm like, oh, that's a little disappointing. She just like wakes up and it's the world is saved. And I, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to like, I wanted her to be there for it. And mm-hmm. no, you're, I'm the scientist and you're going to do this thing that I say. And you go over there and turn that thing off and, you know, like call the shots. But so I think for that, it, it goes a little bit lower. Um, I mean, that is a good point because the whole thick up, up until then is about her, her struggle and her journey and right. her, her perseverance and, and survival um, to not only find Mulder, but then also save the world in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do under, I, I do get what you mean of like, it builds up to this, like, okay, now we're here, you know, and then it's like, oh, okay. Close yeah. And wake up and it's like, oh, you did it. Great. And I get that the whole story was her point of view. So yeah, we're not going to jump to Mulder or one mm-hmm. of the scientists or whatever. So it makes sense. Yeah. Just that that's, that's where I come down to a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Um, but like top points for horror. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like overly graphic, you know, like overly mm-hmm. It, 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 it was the, it was like the perfect notes all along like just it, it it hovered and stayed on that line of like you know this is real and this is like not like 
Disney murders, but it's also not, you know, um, <laughs> like Texas Chainsaw Massacre murders. Right. Thing, you know, like nice it, it, balance it was, there. Yeah, nice in between. Of, of feeling everything and not being like, not sickened, but like, you know, some things are just too graphically like described really good. I didn't think good. it was gratuitous violence or gratuitous no. misery. It was the appropriate mm. amount of misery. Yeah. Because the situation obviously calls for a fair amount of that, but it, it felt balanced. Agreed. Agreed. Let's move on to our next story, which I'm pretty excited to talk about. We are discussing Blinded by White Light by Dasha Kay. It is rated explicit and it's just under 49,000 words. And I know people talk about this one a lot. People get excited about this one. Um, I'll do a quick synopsis. So a post this is a post-colonization fic where Mulder and Scully are each married to other people with kids and do not remember life before with each other, basically. And they just happen to meet one day out on the streets in the park. People now live in safe domed cities that the aliens helped them build. Now, the attraction between them is just undeniable. And they end up having an affair of the mind and the heart because they both feel unfulfilled. Like they're in love, in love with their partners, but also their partners aren't giving them what they crave. And like, you're not allowed to talk about the before times. And mm -hmm. do you, I, I assume you've read this one before. Yeah. I, um, first heard about it, I think in like 2018 and it kind of okay. made the rounds. A lot of people were talking about it on Twitter and recommending it. And um, so that's the first time I read it. Um, and I had not read it since then. So when I read it to discuss tonight, I had, this was only my second time through. Um, but I felt like I remembered it pretty well. It really stuck with me because it's such a good story. Mm -hmm. um, like it's very readable. I've read it super fast. Um, it's really interesting. And it, it's a page turner. It is. Um, it stuck with me like a, a bunch of little aspects about the story really, really did stick with me. So it, I definitely did remember everything about the first time that I read it. What about you, Tina? Um, same. I don't remember when I, I'm horrible, but when I read fic, <laughs> um, and then I think it was mentioned again when we all kind of started talking and I, I must, I think I've read it probably maybe like three times or so mm -hmm. around there um but it is good like it is um yeah no it's really good I like and that that trailer that like thick trailer yes. is just so good ever Hi, since that one and like the 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 song choice was perfect mm -hmm. and then like the little clips and things that um they found and put to this the song was perfect oh we should totally link that one we when you okay. post it because it's I, like I'll just yes, watch people... that and I'm like oh yeah that's the thick yeah this trailer is the thick it's and it, it, it kind of like oh yeah I remember that oh, I remember mm -hmm. that <laughs> yes it was fun to watch it after just having reread the story mm -hmm. oh, yeah because I had seen the that trailer when I guess it was a couple of months ago that it was made and so I saw it and I was like oh yeah I, I vaguely remembered but having just read the story and then watching it, it was like really powerful. Mm -hmm. So definitely anyone who's about to read the story or has just read it, they should watch the trailer because mm -hmm. 
It's super well done. Really cool. I'm so amazed by people who can do this stuff and like, I know. How, how do you do it? And like Band find perfect clips and, and find, yes, you know, find finding like the, the clips or pictures or little, um, videos of like people that do look like the characters too. Yeah. Or you like know? the, the one that really struck me was the two kids playing in the sandbox or playing yes. in the park. Yeah. There's a little girl and a little boy and they were playing. And then there was like the pictures of the trains and then obviously interspersed with all the snippets of Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm very impressed. And this, this was another dark fic where the angst and the darkness was more situational like it was an external force that was keeping them apart versus the interpersonal um, right that we also love <laughs> or at least yeah, I yeah. do oh I do <laughs> I absolutely do um, I, but this there was no angst between them really at all in this story no um, I mean there was obviously there's angst but not between them you know they both just desperately wanted to be with each other and I guess maybe you could say that there was a little bit of angst when they, I guess Scully was like, you know what? No, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this to my family. I made a vow. So we just have to stop. But he, I wouldn't say he was like really upset. He certainly wasn't angry with her or anything like that. I think he understood. Her, he understood. Yeah. He, well, he's he, in the same situation. That's why, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, and he respected her decision, but it seemed like he wasn't like necessarily going to make the same decision. <laughs> like if she had said, you know what, let's go for it. He would have. Yeah. But since she was like, no, I made a vow. I need to keep my promise to my husband. So we have to stop. And he respected that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even really call that angst. It was more, the angst was just the situation. The fact that everything that had happened before caused them to not be able to be together. Mm-hmm. I will say that there's, there's this underlying angst in, and it's not, it's not heavy. It doesn't weigh on the fic the way that, you know, everything is like so dark and dreary and terrible and the after, um, but the fact that you're not allowed to talk about before, and that's kind of the, this like underlying current of like, but I want to, and I want yeah. to remember, and Julia should know who her grandmother was and yeah. otherwise I thought John was a pretty good guy I thought he was like decent solid he loved his family but mm-hmm. you know like maybe there's things about your partner that you don't understand but you try to like respect it and you learn about it and try to be involved and he wasn't giving her any of that and I thought that was really strange we're like so what just like indulge her who cares yeah, that that turned me off of him because yeah. whether you're supposed to talk about it or not, clearly she is distraught and upset. She's having migraines. She's having yeah. nightmares. Like she is suffering. And it's because of this issue with before. And his solution or his approach is just to tell her to just stop and move on. Because, oh yeah, you can totally control your subconscious and just say, okay, well, I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to process this trauma. I'm just going to stop because you told me to, it just was, I felt it was insensitive. Yes. And I, yeah, that pissed me off. (laughs) I can't remember. Did he remember anything about his time before? He didn't. And he, he wasn't trying to. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you could argue that neither was Scully, but, and for whatever reason, it was just 
like forcing its way up in her mind. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that there was any mention of him remembering anything. He was just saying something about, we have this great life now. We can't change the past. Like, why do you want to go back? Why do you want to revisit it? Just, just think to the future and focus on what we have now. Cause I think I remember like the first time I read it, I was like highly suspicious. I'm like, he's a plant, (laughs) you know, like he's whatever and this and that. And then I'm like, so like, I kind of went down that thought process of like, Mm. well, who knows? Maybe he, maybe he did remember like a snippet of his past life and maybe it was a shitty, horrible, you know, past life that he didn't, you know, before time that he didn't, he's like, well, this is better than then. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to relive it. I'm good. I'm good here with the status quo, you know, and kind of. If that had been the case, I feel like I would have sympathized with him a little bit more, but since we weren't given any evidence that that was mm-hmm. the case, I was like, no, you're a dick. You just went and... straight to the dick. I got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dina, I, I have a question or for both of you, did you guys ever see Orphan Black? Oh yeah. Show? Oh, hundred percent. That kind of reminds me of the monitors right? Mm-hmm. So each clone, which by the way, it, Lynn, if you haven't seen this, Beautiful. it's just like, Ugh. it's a great show. We're yeah. watching it right now. We're in the second season, but it deals with clones and infertility. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is this just X-Files, but set in 2012? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, you saying that reminds me of the monitors who are like mm-hmm. there to monitor and keep track and report back on the clones. I'm like, Oh, it's actually yeah. a really interesting story for the yeah. X-Files. Wow. It, like I totally I do remember thinking that like I'm like oh was it? especially because it's you know Mulder and Scully you're, that's where your thought is gonna go yeah. right like they're monitoring they want to make sure where they you know don't remember anything or each other or anything like that oh yeah like that yeah my mind went to like a plant it being a plant interesting and, yeah you know that would have been a good story too yeah. yeah because I did I was thinking I'm like oh is this guy really this insensitive that he doesn't care that he's like he doesn't care she's physically in pain from trying to uh, not trying to remember but like memory is trying to come back and whatever and all this like is he really that insensitive and then I was like oh mm-hmm. Hmm. maybe <laughs> maybe well, pretty much from the get-go I was like you're not Mulder therefore you're not good enough for her nothing <laughs> you do will be good enough and so every interaction I was kind of like yeah he could have been a little bit nicer or, okay. oh, you got to go away for three or four weeks for work. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see how it is. Like I was kind of looking for reasons to be mad at him, but I think the real problem that I had with him was just how he handled her, you know, her, her trauma and her situation with the nightmares and everything. And I just, yeah, I couldn't really support him after that. Yeah. And I definitely had no sympathy whatsoever for him with regard to the infidelity because I didn't I'm sorry I just (laughs) like even if he had been in my mind somebody who really deserved her I'm I probably still wouldn't have I would have been like sorry she's meant to be with Mulder so step aside (laughs) see it really bothered me in this story actually did it yeah so did it would it have bothered you if they had disclose to their respective spouses the situation and then I guess like separated and then gotten married to each other like would that still have bothered you or was it more the the fact that they were hiding it for a while while they were still married yeah 
I'm not a hundred percent sure because I do think that they should be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I thought they went about it all wrong. So let me just say, I really like this story. I think it's very well written. And it's like you said, it is a page turner. You're like, Oh my God, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, they just start having an affair and they say they don't want to see each other. Oh, we shouldn't do this, but I don't think they ever meant that. Um, yeah. Or they wanted to mean it, but their bodies had other plans. Right. Um, Maybe if they'd been more honest, maybe if they had just been like, look, I found someone we have to, like you said, we have to separate. Um, But really, eh, so whatever about the spouses, but I'm really just thinking about the children Mm -hmm. where you're, I'm like, okay, you're cheating, but you like still have kids. And like, I feel really weird about this. If yeah. Yeah. I, it really bothered me. And I think it bothers me more than it bothers most people. Cause yeah. Well, the kid situation is tough and I, you know, they don't, they didn't ask for any of this. They didn't ask right. to be born. They didn't ask mm-hmm. to have their parents split up. So they're definitely victims in a way. So that, yeah, that that's definitely a little bit painful, I guess. In my mind, it was justified by the fact that, okay, they're still young. They still have loving parents that are there for them. True. They will never really remember anything different. You know, I mean, they were what, two, three when this all happened. So Mm -hmm. as long as they have parents taking care of them and loving them and, you know, the split is amicable and not contentious, then they shouldn't suffer any ill effects, hopefully. So that's how I was kind of able to tuck it away in my mind and not worry about it so much. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, for sure, maybe not the most responsible way to go about it where they just basically jump each other, but that kind of spoke to their magnetism Yes, that we all know they have. And, you know, they resisted it for so long, but then once they got together, then it was just not, it couldn't be suppressed. And so even after they had their memories wiped and five years passes and all that, it still can't really be suppressed. Like they you can't keep them apart. They, yeah, it can't be stopped. Mm-mm. This is like one of, usually they're not with other people that they then cheat on. You know, usually mm-hmm. they're not the bad quote unquote bad people in the fic, right? Technically, when you think about it, if you were reading a regular story about two married couples, you know, each with a kid, what yada, yada, and you know, the husband and wife, one from each have an affair, you're like, oh, well, you're the bad people in this, in this story. You know, you're yes, the ones that definitely. are being horrible. Like you have yeah, loving they spouses. Yeah, it all up. Yeah, you know, you have loving spouses, you know, this and that. You're like, what could possibly be wrong? Yada, yada. But in this thing, it will, um, because it's X-Files and it's Mulder and Scully, you're like, I mean, but is it that bad? And you <laughs> be together and you belong together. And it's okay. Your kids will be fine. That's exactly it. 1000%. Anything we need to do to justify it. Let me just fix my color, my rose colored glasses. It's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and their discarded spouses can have each other now. Did anybody think about that? I mean, no one, no one is left behind. That's a good one. No one. No, they They made sure. The kids would still hang out at the, at the sandbox. It's fine. Yeah, no. The kids don't have siblings. Yeah. They... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it all, it all works out. Yeah. I, it bothered me, I think more than it bothers most people. And that's, that's fine. Like I get white people like this so mm-hmm. much. No, I, I'm sorry. I have my really important question. Who plays John? 
in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw you ask that and I've been racking my brain. I don't have anything. Dina, do you have anything? No. I, is there a description of him? I can't remember the description right now. I think he just has kind of like lighter hair. Maybe just basic. And he's just like vanilla. Basic. I think of him as just like a basic white dude. And I basic don't think of him as being very attractive. I don't know why. I think it's because he's not Mulder. So obviously why, he's Lynn. just going to be a why. douche. We know why. It's you know okay. Why. You can say it. <laughs> I, I don't think of this specific actor, but the guy that Scully went on a date with in Jersey Devil. Oh, like basically. that kind of guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like boring basic Arcadia, yeah like a yeah. yeah basic that's good I like that yeah yeah that's kind of what I had envisioned too just without any specific face but yeah I'm with you I don't know why my mind went to him but that he just seemed bland you know it wasn't there wasn't a lot to John um no uh um no what's the word Not yeah there really wasn't non what's what am I trying to say forgettable forgettable <laughs> unmemorable unmemorable wow listen it's late Again, it is what's late. the other word for unmemorable oh yeah forgettable right <laughs> it's late all right things have happened oh it's been goodness. a long day for all of us yeah a long year a long year yeah a long year but the the story though didn't really give him too much personality this no. isn't a criticism no. it's really or the just a chance, statement really yeah I mean and it wasn't relevant and no. I don't know not to say that it couldn't have been interesting if he had been a really really heavily fleshed out quirky interesting character that would have made it more interesting because then then maybe we would feel a little bit more yeah um, bad for him, bad bad for him. him. Yeah. But, yeah yeah like there didn't seem to be too many redeeming qualities about him or too many mm-hmm remarkable qualities and I think it's important for the story that they don't make you like Sarah or John too much because Mm -hmm. you do like them too much then it becomes a lot more problematic Mm -hmm. Um, although I did I kind of liked Sarah more than I liked John even though we got to know her even less I feel like yeah but it just sounded like she had a really interesting profession and what little bit of interaction we saw with her. For some reason, I related to her, was more interested in her character than I was John's. Yeah, I wanted to know a little bit about Sarah, a little bit more about Sarah, and we didn't get more of her. She sounded more interesting to me. But she also didn't want to talk about before. True. So, yeah. I'm just laughing at Reggie in the background. I'm sorry. I know. It's almost like he had little zoomies or something. It was. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, what are you seeing, Kat? He's over there now. Well, so I'm in the downstairs area and the garage, I was telling Lynn, the garage is that door right over there. And um, we get bugs. We have a lot of bugs this time of year. Yeah. And Reggie kills them all for me. But well, you know, this is how he acts when he's, he doesn't like kill it. He toys with it and tortures it. He puts it in his mouth and spits it out. He puts it in his mouth and spits it out. I'm like, eat the fucking thing already. I don't want to see this. Don't play with your food. Oh my God. Yeah. Mine run around the house with bugs in their mouths. And I'm like, at the same time, like almost vomiting, but I'm also like, yes, kill it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know how to feel. It's, it's. Yeah. 
a lot of emotions, <laughs> but ultimately it's very disgusting. It, it is really gross. I saw him put a fly in his mouth and spit it out a few times. Well, probably because it's still flying around in his mouth. <laughs> Ew, I didn't think about it like that. If they don't like kill it right away, right? No. Like, Ooh. Yeah, they maim it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, John and Sarah. Back to back to the you don't no. tell me do you think that sarah was supposed to be um diana fowley oh. i that didn't hmm. occur to me either time that i read the story until afterward when i was thinking about who would play john who would play sarah which oh, actors that's and i was thinking about sarah really all we know about her is isn't she brunette yeah mm-hmm. i don't remember what her other attributes were but I was like whoa what if she's what if she was Diana Fowley wow that would have added a whole other layer wouldn't it oh man but how would we ever know yeah right I mean we could just decide it unless well Mulder does then remember everything so he would know he would know he would know that's true that's true so probably not no but I like where you're going that is a good one and if I ever read it again, I might keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had thought of it while I was still reading the story so I could like try it out. But I agree. I don't think that's what the author intended. It just mm-hmm. popped into my head. Like, mm-hmm. well, I wonder what if somebody did that, if that, how that would play out. Not going to lie. I kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> I that would be pretty cool. All right. So Mimi Rogers for Sarah. Got it. Got <laughs> it. That's cool. Evan though. What about Evan? the uh fun quirky computer oh yeah okay like her neighbor oh that's right that's right evan the the neighbor no the yeah yeah Yeah. the young neighbor who's the computer programmer that takes care i mean he he helps scully so much and i have no earthly idea who would play him no because he's young is it 20s or he's he's very young yeah Yeah. definitely 20s yeah, I just loved his character so much. Me he too. took such good care of Scully and that was so sweet. He just seems like a good, decent guy. And yes. he um yeah. he's non-judgmental. He knows both John and Scully, and mm-hmm. he um he's just very nice. And I'm he understood he was like the one guy who understood her need to find out about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least that we met. I'm yes. sure there are others out there. I'm almost picturing um, who's the guy that played Zuckerberg in the movie? Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, ish, maybe. Maybe. So we know. Not the way he plays Mark Zuckerberg, obviously, because then he's actually playing that. But like, because I've seen him in other things, I'm like, I can kind of see him. We know that Evan has crazy hair. Doesn't he dye it sometimes? Or. Mm doesn't he have like dreads or braids or something i was gonna i was about to say i I remember something about his hair i don't remember if it's braids or dreadlocks or or something but not the white people i was thinking curly hair so maybe 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 not who i said (laughs) (laughs) okay let me uh do i have it so i can search i really liked the part where she's coming down with the migraine she's on the train or something like that or or she's out and about and she's all of a sudden coming down with the migraine. And so, and he happens to run into her and he like helps her home. That just really, I mean, I liked his character anyway already, but that aspect just made me, it kind of warmed my heart for him. Yeah. He's a good guy overall. 
And it's nice that she has some form of support. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. When you, when you think of it, cause it, she's know, kind of all alone in a way, you know, her husband uh, is not wanting to talk to her about this. And even she has the work friend, Megan, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're very good friends, but like, I think somewhere in the story, it mentions, you know, they, they don't talk about stuff like that. They talk about kids and they talk about work and they talk mm-hmm. about, you know, just the banality of like everyday life, but they don't talk. They certainly don't talk about before or people's affairs or anything like mm-hmm. that. Well, and also Scully is very much alone, like physically, just because John is gone. Mm-hmm. And he's traveling for work. He went down to Sao, is it Sao Paulo? Sao Paulo? Oh, that's or, right. Yeah. Uh, I think like three weeks. So he's gone. That's a long mm-hmm. work trip. I guess it's a far work trip as well. So the he's travel, helping to yeah. build cities in different parts of the world and there's this problem so he has to leave and like that's hard like you know if you've ever traveled for work you know what it's like or if you have a spouse partner that travels for work it's it hard yeah yeah so even then even then like you don't get too much of john just because he's like physically removed it's not just yeah. scully feeling isolated from him emotionally because she can't share her thoughts and feelings oh and you know Mulder gets her that journal, right? And oh, like, what is yeah. a journal if not for the express perfect purpose of writing down your thoughts and feelings? Like, how thoughtful is that? Mm-hmm. It, it was like the exact thing that she needed. And then obviously the note inside and, and everything. But I just thought that was a really nice touch in the story and just very, very much what Scully needed. Like, yes, you can write everything in here. That was really sweet. Cause it shows that he, he knows her and he's listening and he wants to help her. Yeah. Are we sure this is Mulder? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I say that? It's the new and improved Mulder. Right. Good point. This good is the improved point. Mulder. Yeah. I thought that was really, really good. So we talked about the cheating. Oh, the Scully's miscarriages. Mm. Yeah. That, oh, that hurt. The and the whole, um, I think at some point in the story, it says something like she, she didn't, she knew she couldn't go through that again. Like the whole experience and how traumatic it was like losing the pregnancies and then finally having the successful one. And she was just like, she just figured that would be an, she'd be an only child because she didn't think she could go through that again. Mm -hmm. That's rough. Yeah. But they were, they were so blase about birth control, you know, her and Mulder, <laughs> like, she was really trusting that everything was going to be fine. Um, well, she, she needed like special help to get pregnant. She had gone through a bunch of treatments and they knew her at the hospital because she's when, when she's taken in for the migraine because her yeah. medicine's not working. They're like, Oh, it's you. Yeah. It's you again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We know um, you from all your previous stays at the hospital so she is she not only needed like special help um fertility treatments to get pregnant but she was also at the hospital for her miscarriages mm-hmm. which is really just devastating yes and almost sad like when you think of you know this beautiful dome city or whatever right and like you know getting rid of all the before stuff but you know that can't get fixed like that's still, yeah that's still a common thread that comes through with you know, with, with the, the series and then into the fic, it's not That's like everything's happy and, you know, yeah. 
they didn't fix her, mm-hmm. uh, her fertility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they could have done that. I guess not because they didn't. <laughs> it seems like from a healthcare perspective, there aren't really any major innovations compared to before. I mean, like the migraine medication, that sounds like something that we use. Oh, is there? Okay. You know, um, and then the, the whole notion of, cause wasn't she able to conceive her child with like a special, it was like a new technology, but it basically just sounded like IVF, but it, so it didn't sound like they were accessing alien technology for the purposes of healthcare. I guess that's what I'm trying to say right. in a convoluted right. way. It seemed like the assumption was that healthcare was kind of similar to how it was before. Yeah. Yeah. There were no great strides made. And honestly, when, when her nose started bleeding, I was like, oh my God, the cancer's back. I, mm-hmm. cause I, so I read it a long time ago, probably 2018. And I didn't remember that aspect. I was like, oh my God, does she have the cancer again? And I was afraid that she was all, well, I knew she wasn't going to die from it because I had read it before, but I was like, oh, is the cancer back? How did they deal with this? But I assumed that they wouldn't have a great cure for it, especially if she got so panicked mm-hmm. when she knew she had a nosebleed. She, she didn't remember exactly why it was bad, but she knew it was bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, the, the miscarriages kind of reminded me of Seraphim, mm-hmm. obviously. That, I mean, like, oh, like, that's the one yeah. that really dealt with it. I don't think we've read a lot of other miscarriage stuff. I don't think so. It was in the, which series was it? With the creepy babysitter or whatever? The creepy babysitter. Not creepy babysitter, but no, that's the wrong one I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The Lighthouse we one, the Lighthouse one. series. Oh, oh you know where they have the Lighthouse? Sorry? Terra Firma? Yes. Um, There's a miscarriage in that one, no? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So number three of what is it six Six, I think five or six yeah okay six works is dealing with the topic of miscarriage yes Mm -hmm. that's true Mm -hmm. but did we I don't think we talked about that on darkest timeline but that's on the list for like a future topic oh um miscarriage yeah oh Mm. interesting okay yeah oh yeah who was it it was me Kristen Nicole and Jamie. someone else. I think we did Terra Firma, right? Yeah. 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 I'm like, I know we just well we, we talked we about talked about it. yeah, we talked about Terra Firma. Yeah. Um all of them somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just a like a regular fic chat. It wasn't necessarily in the context of it being yeah. dark. Because I think overall it's not, it's pretty fluffy. Mm-hmm. It is very fluffy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the work that taught I think it's number three, the one that deals with miscarriage. That's that's a pretty that good a, one, I think. Oh, yeah, it was, and that was like um the way it was written. That one was a really cool one too. A cool one. That sounds bad. Like a like well written. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really bad, but it was well written. Well written. I'm willing to read that one if we end up covering, uh, what's it called? Ab- uh, abortion. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> miscarriage. I'm preparing for a podcast on depiction of abortion in Western culture. Mm. And that is why that is on my brain, but that is the complete opposite. Of <laughs> well, we could add it to the list because there are fix out there where she does have abortion. So, okay. I mean, but is, not... is abortion a darkest timeline? I don't want to. 
don't want to get yeah. political about this now. Very true. I think not abortion by itself, no, but the notion of a troubled pregnancy, an unwanted oh. pregnancy, okay. that to me is the dark aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay. If what you, if you know some, I'm it, down. There are some for sure. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head right now, but I've definitely come across some. Shit. I know what I'm Googling later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to happen in the group chat. Link, 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 link. <laughs> Lynn. Oh, I found this one. Yeah. Oh, this is one that's really good from 20 years ago. Yeah. They're out there. I'm sure they are. I don't know how I've never read any of those. I feel like the ones that are like, oh, okay. Where they get together early on and then she ends up pregnant and then like, you know, early on in the series, I mean. Or when they're, they're on together. the run and there's an Aloysia Vergata oh. one. Can't think of the name right now. Oh, that'd be a good one. Where I it's- I an AV one? Yeah, it's oh. post-season, like it's post-original series- and they're on the run and she gets pregnant and she's like, no, not doing this. Oh, yeah. I can't think of the name right now and I'm too lazy to go look it up, but no, that one is. That's fine. That's easy to look up. Yeah. I, there's like a 2% chance that I'm making all that up and that that <laughs> didn't really happen. I just wanted it to happen. And so <laughs> I'm like remembering it, but I'm pretty sure there is I'm one. sure you were reading one day at like four in the morning. Cause you Lynn's written read. one in her head. Yeah. I must've written one in my head. Yeah. And then Lynn has Diana Fowley is actually Sarah. Yep. And I'm like, wow, Lynn, you're not writing the fic. Okay. I, no one needs to read anything that I write, but I love brainstorming crazy ideas. I love that. Yeah. Now bring us back on topic here. Um, one of the <laughs> criticisms... even is the topic? <laughs> let's, 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 yeah, let's take that little I'm just going to bring go it back, back to um, Blinded back. by White Light. One of the criticisms that I read for this fic was that it, it's too focused on the sex to actually justify them breaking up with their significant, you know, their spouses, their partners. And I did not feel that that was true, but I was wondering what others thought. This was not I didn't read this in the comments. It was on a live journal where it got recommended somewhere. And then someone was like, well, I like it, but there's too much emphasis on the sex and not the emotional aspect of the relationship. I feel like the whole buildup to the sex is the emotional part of the relationship, right? Is the fact that they still have this pull for each other. They still have this like magnetism of like, you know, my, my memories have been erased, but I somehow still there's still something, you know, I feel like that's almost mm-hmm. the emotional part of the relation. And then obviously once they remember the, that emotion, right? Like that True. part of the relationship comes back and really what was missing was the sexual part of it. Yep. Right. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like two brand new characters that. Yeah. We already have the context on the sex. and the history. Yeah. Especially once their memory does come back. But what about before that, like when it's building up to the chapter where they do have sex, is it justified? Do you think, or I think it still is. Cause you, yeah. it, I feel like it's that pull that's making them like, it's not like a, Oh, you're, you know, you're hot. Let's go have <laughs> sex type of thing. Like there is something, there is something making them want to, you know, feel that way and, and, and do those things and, you know, get together in a sense even though they, they know that they shouldn't, but they just don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> but at least that's my, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I feel, I feel the same way, Dina. 
exactly what mm -hmm. you said. We already had the emotional connection and context from before, like we mm -hmm. were already familiar with their relationship. So it wasn't like this part came out of nowhere. This was just the culmination kind of of that. So you're saying that because we have all, you know, like these many seasons of their relationship together, mm -hmm. um, that is the, the justification for it. And now they, they've like met in this post-apocalyptic world and because we have that. Right. It didn't bother me at all. I actually thought that they did a, Dasha K did a really good job of like setting up why they were not miserable, but like something was missing and they both knew it. Mm -hmm. And then they, they saw this thing in another person, but this is what solidified it for me that it's not just about hot sex. Although the sex was very hot. Mm -hmm. um, and it's when John finds out that she's having an affair or that she's had an affair and it says, his voice again gathered strength as he looked at her. Then why love someone else? What does he give you that I can't? Her mind flashed back to something Mulder had said when they'd first walked into the motel room. Hotel room. I don't know why I said motel. Motel six, that's why. Right, because they Fine. always stay in crappy motels. Anyway, <laughs> um, before, she said, he gives me before, which is something that John won't do. And mm. this is the one person that she found who's willing to talk to her about it, mm -hmm. listen to her, doesn't judge her or tell her to stop. And I'm like, well, John, mm -hmm. there you go. Not that I think, no, I'm not justifying the cheating. That bothers me way more than like, there's no emotional attachment. There's not enough like to back up the sex. I'm like, no, I, I really think it's there. I just think they went about this like really messed up way of doing it. Mm-hmm even though it was hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was hot. Like I can't it was, you're, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. I'm not. No arguments here. I'm not. Did you see any other, like not criticisms, but like anything else other than like praise for it in a sense? Cause I, I'm always curious to see what people's reaction are, but I mean, I'm never on enough or whatever to actually follow it at all. Oh, you mean between us or things that I've read that you've read, like comments or anything like that? I think that was the only criticism mm -hmm. that I'd really read. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, especially on Twitter, like our corner of Twitter, people mm -hmm. love it. Oh yeah, my okay. God. Yeah. It's oh a really God. popular piece. It is. It is. Yeah. I, yeah. I just stumbled upon this live journal. I think the it was one. in the live journal and someone had said that and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. So I made sure I was still like in the early stages of recording. And so I made sure to take note, like, okay, is there enough emotional attachment? Is there something to like back this up other than just pure attraction? Um, and I, I, I thought there was, I mm -hmm. really did. So, yeah. I, do you guys have any personal criticisms for the story? No, I, I don't know. No. Oh, you guys like it that much. Wow. I mean, I guess if I've really tried to nitpick, I maybe could find something to nitpick. Oh, you don't about, have to nitpick. Like, I'm just curious. It was, yeah. it was just so readable, you know, yeah. and I felt like it was the right amount of, I mean, it was obviously a lot of angst, but you know, it, there was the right am amount of happiness or I don't even want to yeah. say happiness exactly, but just not total angst. <laughs> Yeah, the characters were interesting. It was, I didn't know what was going to happen next. There was a lot of twists and turns. 
Yeah. I mean, just a very readable story, definitely a page turner and a crowd pleaser and all of that. Mm -hmm. And the the concept was good. Like the setup that the the universe that they they are living in Mm -hmm. the whole like dome city, you know, thing. Um, and yeah. And like that whole aspect and that, that type of, you know, quote unquote after in a sense, right. Like, and how everyone's had their memory wiped and it's just like a clean slate for everyone. But then, you know, yeah. this weird meeting and it's kind of like triggering things, right? Like it, it, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I don't usually have problems with like cheating thick. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, like it did nothing really bother me. Like, again, sure. Like it was a shitty thing to do, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't really bother me. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. It was a really creative story. I think the author mentioned that she was like creatively inspired by, I forget if it was a movie or a book or a TV show or something um, for the, like the dome city um, and stuff, but I wasn't familiar with that work. So it was kind of new to me, but yeah, I, unless I tried really hard, I really couldn't think of anything to complain about. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, this author's really good and it looks like she's got, yes. I mean, she's got a lot of work um, and I was Sport, scrolling maybe. through um some of it and it looks like there's some content maybe some other contenders for dark thick discussions so i'll have to go through and see if like maybe there's some in there we might want to check out okay they've been around for a while right like yes it's like their name sounds very familiar from like when i first started reading thick and that was way long ago because i wasn't in the fandom at all that is a good point because the first time I read the story, I, for some reason, had just decided that it was written recently, mm-hmm. but I think it was actually written not recently. Like, I, I don't know exactly when, but maybe early 2000s. Could that be? Do you guys have any idea when it was actually written? I don't have a time frame, but I'm looking up Dasha K on Gossamer Project right now. Because, yeah, the, the name, when I saw it, because you always hear of, like, you know, certain fic that go around and like always recommended, always, you know, yep. this and that. And this was one of them. And then when I read uh-huh. it, oh, this, this sounds familiar. Or the name, the author name sounds familiar, not the fic. Yeah. So while you're looking, I was scrolling through Aloysia Vergata's works on AO3. And I, I think it must be another author that I'm thinking of. Mm. Ah, um, okay. Now I have to find it. <laughs> I'll get back to you guys at about three in the morning when I eventually come across it. Yeah, Blinded by White Light, May 3rd, 2000. Yeah. Wow. May 3rd. Okay. Now, what's their like earliest work? Wow. They yeah, are see, old. I, remember, I feel like 99. I remember them from then. 98. <laughs> Scully tells Mulder where to stick it. Hmm. Oh, what a summary. Wow, she has a lot of stuff on here. There's Red Valerian, which we read. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. So much. Yeah, there's several in there that I didn't remember I read, but then once I looked at the summary, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I remember this one. In, it uh, seems like 98 is the earliest. Yeah, on AO3. I didn't look on Gossamer or anything like that, but just on AO3, yeah, there's a ton. But I'm impressed. If this was written in 2000, so much of it is not that far off from how things are today. I mean, okay, we don't live in a dome city, but like the, they have what I guess is basically like a, a phone. It's like a handheld screen. I forget mm-hmm. what, what term they used for it. And then they have what 
is basically Zoom yep. or, or like Google Hangout, basically like web conferencing or virtual meeting. Like that's how John is attending his work meetings. And when she, when Scully goes into the, the net or whatever she calls it, it's mm-hmm. like a virtual reality environment. Um, yeah, I mean, that's becoming more and more common these days. And then they have some kind of screen. It's basically like a TV, but um, some kind of screen that they watch things and I guess they can call people on it at yeah. home. Like just a lot of the technology seems like pretty close to what is kind of normal for us today. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. That's what made me think it was written closer to today than it actually was. Pretty impressive. And then when you think about, okay, in 2000, so in the story, they talk about how, you know, Scully used the special technology to conceive her child, but it was IVF, some kind of IVF. And now that's extremely, extremely common. Whereas in 2000, I mean, I wouldn't say it certainly wasn't unheard of. I mean, it had been around for a while, but I think in 2000, it was still catching on. Like, I think it was still not quite so commonplace. Oh, okay. I don't know. 2000 was a long time ago, but it's not something I thought about much in 2000. So I don't know. I never paid much attention, I guess. Mm -hmm. I know it existed and it was around, but I think it was very expensive and, you know, there weren't that many providers So like, it wouldn't have been accessible to everybody. Whereas, you know, now I think it's just, it's very, very normal. So that may be one thing where you can kind of detect the fic was written a couple decades ago. But apart from that, yeah, like a lot of the technology and stuff sounds kind of similar to where we're actually at today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did a good job predicting that and also just describing it. Yeah. It was impressive. Very good. I do wish we had that net space where we could like meet up in this virtual reality world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. But otherwise, yeah, we're, it's pretty close to what we have. Video yeah. conferencing and all that. I mean, what we're doing right now, I think is something that people in 2000 probably couldn't have imagined. It would have seemed very, very futuristic and advanced. Right. So like if... Mulder ever did that with the lone gunman I'd be like well Mulder works for the FBI and the gunmen are just like these techie nerds so of course they can do it but now everybody does it everybody this is Mm -hmm. how we talk Mm -hmm. so yeah it's pretty cool are there any final thoughts on this one anything that we left out that you guys want to add thoughts feelings ideas pretty sure we covered everything I wanted to bring up yeah yeah it's not super plot heavy. Not a lot no. of stuff happens. Like they get together and they, you know, they have like some play dates with the kids. So yeah, it's more about this fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I think what plot there is, is mainly to drive their Mulder and Scully's relationship and interactions. True. Yeah. It's all to sort of serve that, that relationship. Well put. Uh, so on a scale of wasteland to heart's desire dino what do you think i think this would also be an eight eight and a half it's good it's everything lynn said like a quick a quick easy good read Mm -hmm. lots of emotions lots of feelings like you know you kind of you feel bad for them and what they're in and the situation they're in and everything but it it is it's really well written 
yeah as a whole like the thick world the the world that they live in is really cool too and and when you you compare it to the after it's like well night and day (laughs) you know it's like sunshine and not happiness but you know it just you know and then the after is like grayness (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so it's a good you know from one end to the other like a spectrum right um and again not your normal colonization post-apocalyptic I can't I can't say those words (laughs) I couldn't read my own pair or my own sentence earlier it's not your stereotypical ones so that's also like a refresh you know it's refreshing Mm -hmm. too Lynn what about you yeah I agree with everything on a scale of one to ten I'd say eight and a half nine probably yeah just without even really thinking because you know I picked it up and read it in one shot you know like I couldn't stop reading it I Mm -hmm. just was you know, you have to see what happens next. And at no point are you like, oh, I'm going to take a break and go get a glass of water. It's just like constant page turning. So yeah, yeah, super readable. And then lots of interesting, provocative issues, definitely great MSR and enough of a happy ending that, yeah, I guess just the right amount of happy ending. Yeah. Like not too mushy gushy. Yeah. But we still get the satisfaction of knowing they're together and they're happy. Right. Not too fluffy, not too devastating. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good balance in this one. Exactly. I would probably go with an eight. I really like it. I'm a little, it's a page turner, but just like you get to the end and all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, we're going to leave our spouses. (laughs) What? It just like once, once they find out, once they remember, and I understand why, because once you have those memories back, there's no going back to your spouse. I get that. But it happens so quickly that I, it does give me pause. And so as, as much of a page turner as it is, and I loved reading it, um, I am just kind of like, oh, oh, okay. Poor kids, poor family, but yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just like, it's really great. And it's just a lot of fun and to read about uh, like this domed city and how things might've been. And I do like post-apocalyptic stories and I kind of are like post-colonization stories. I like that this one, like the aliens weren't horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like they destroyed stuff, but then they kind of went on their way and whoever was left was able to restart civilization again. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, which is kind of interesting because they are, it's not usually like that in post-colonization it's like full eradication of everything right (laughs) yeah it was nice that they didn't have to worry about anything in terms of like they didn't have to worry about being attacked or yeah that the aliens were after them yeah definitely a good story I mean I feel like I feel like we're recommending it to people but people who are listening to this I know have read this one everybody's probably already read it (laughs) for sure for sure yeah all right I think another one in the bag Mm-hmm. Thanks, ladies. That was awesome. It was. That was fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Whoa, darkest, it's the darkest time. Whoa, darkest, it's the darkest time. Whoa, darkest, it's the darkest time. Whoa.